0: You're with Teddy and Tony on Everyday Conversations, where two friends get together every week to talk about what's been happening in their week. It's nothing too crazy. We're pretty ordinary guys, but uh, you know, there's a little bit happening. And uh, with me
1: right now is Tony. Tony, how are we doing? Teddy, doing really well. It's uh, It's been another great week and I always love coming back. Um, how have you been? I've
0: been good. Way? It's been warm. Uh, my bones are starting to feel a little bit more loose. I'm walking around
1: the neighborhood. Things are good. I'm feeling good. Yeah, no. It, this this week has been like sublime in terms of the weather we're getting, um, with you know other things that have uh, currently that we'll be talking about uh, uh, very soon. Uh, generally, as you know, each week we come together and generally we talk about our highlight of the week. But we've kind of left a little bit more open going forward. Uh, so, what would you? What was your highlight, or what would you like to talk about that happened this week?
0: I'm going to tell you, but I'm um, just touching on that point, just for anyone who hasn't heard the show before, the show is broken down into five different sections, five segments where we cover off our highlights, things that have caught our attention and a few other little bits and pieces. But to your question, um, my highlight this week uh, is actually actually something happened today. So I'm glad that this, this thing came up today because it, it overshone everything else that's happened during the week. But I went to uh, Loon, you know, the bakery Loon? Uh, the one
1: in the Collins Street, uh, well, no, no, not-
0: Russell Street. Not that one. There's one in uh, Fitzroy. I went to the one in Fitzroy, which is, I think think that's the original one. But you're right. There is one in uh, Russell Street near Collins and Russell. Yeah. And um, what I got was a a croissant. They had two things on the menu. It was an almond croissant and a plain croissant. At first, I was thinking I was a bit disappointed. Maybe I should have called ahead. But the almond croissant I decided to go with, she comes and brings me the bag and says, "Uh, be careful. It's just come out of the oven. I'm thinking (laughs) that's probably the best thing I've heard all week. Fresh out of the oven. Yeah. So she says, keep the bag open. Anyways, it takes me about 15 minutes to walk home. I get home. The thing is still soft. I cut into it. And what comes oozing out of it is the frangipan, the sort of liquid filling in the middle, still liquidy warm. And I cut into it, comes oozing out. And it was probably one of the most delicious croissants I've ever had. So absolute game changer. I'm wondering if I now microwave all my croissants going forward. But look, that was probably my highlight of the week. Very simple thing. Whoever thought a croissant could uh, bring such happiness to my life.
1: Well, I mean, it just comes down to a lot of things we've talked about over the you know, last six, seven weeks where you just enjoy really simple things and this time allows that because you just have the, uh, you know, what's it, the mindset for it and you, can just, you just have time. You have time to appreciate all these little things. And it's funny you said it's such a small thing because mine this week as well, like something, such, something so small as being told we're allowed to now spend two hours outside uh, but also kind of have like a mini gathering of sorts because you're allowed to now visit one person from another household. For two hours which includes right. picnics in the park sitting on the beach so um, I've been looking forward to that all week uh, and something I'll be doing a little bit later actually is uh, taking advantage of those two hours by just have it sitting and having a you know a nice uh, some food by the beach uh, a little bit. Are you going to be drinking be outdoors? Uh, depending on who's asking but uh, the general question will be no. Uh, for anyone yeah. asking. well I'll it's be actually the water. police they just texted me and they said um can you please
0: ask tony if he's going to be doing anything that may or not be legal <laughs> let him decide if it's legal or not so i'm
1: asking on behalf of them okay i appreciate you uh asking on their behalf didn't realize you represented them uh well but uh, i'll be drinking water from my water bottle good just uh, not from the yes. ocean because that is salty and it could have some <laughs> toxins in it uh, yeah, I did that as a kid, and uh, you, you learn quick, similar to like when you like grab something <laughs> so really hot from happened. the oven. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah, I just, got I drinking out of puddles. Of and, yeah, st- yeah, it's a bit of seaweed was stuck in my tooth. You
0: know, I had to get it, out. <laughs> hey, but uh, funnily enough, that's actually good for your teeth. So, good call, good
1: call. <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Um, it's in toothpaste. but then the- <laughs> is it? i think it. i'm pretty sure it is dude I don't, <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> i don't know i mean like i said i'm not a dentist i mean i don't know i mean i'm
0: not no we're far from any sort of medical qualifications on this show <laughs> absolutely um
1: and then the other thing this week which did different was i bought a like a cocktail set to you know make some homemade cocktails as we're not allowed oh, i mean apparently now you can get them delivered but i thought hey let's get creative and try different things and I don't know. I mean, after this, maybe I have a future as a bartender. I mean, it'd be a really like one-star rated type restaurant, but, you know, it's a start.
0: Look, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm just hoping you've got another day job you can hold on to. So um, what else? uh, Was there something (laughs) that caught your attention uh, this week? Moving on to the next segment of the show.
1: Uh, yeah, I saw this, um, I found something interesting where if you, someone, I found out that if you live kind of like in the mountains, and I think this, this, this situation. <laughs> already, <laughs> already, like, all right, what do we got? What do we got? It's a, it's a, if you live in the mountains, it's like, you yeah. know, but, um, and I believe this might have been in the Swiss, Swiss region. Uh, basically for garbage disposal, they actually hold to it for a month and, and a helicopter comes in and collects it. And I thought, and so the, I saw a video where it basically showed a helicopter coming in, and and there was this like massive box, uh, which then kind of like a crate, let's call it. And then the helicopter came in, picked it up to take it away. And it, apparently, it's a monthly, uh, it's a monthly thing. That's how they right. Like, I was supposed to of they go. why do they do that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how available they have landfill. I mean, I know they're in the mountains, but I presume yeah. for the sake of nature and preservation, and well, I don't know, maybe if they live by themselves, I don't know. It's, well, for um, the sake
0: of the olfactory senses, which is the the smell senses that humans have, I'm hoping that it's quite cold conditions up there, and maybe even freezes some of the the rubbish.
1: We we don't know, but and I don't know if that also includes sewage, because like, what kind of sewage plants? Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's hope that stuff's running away down the mountain
0: into a place that is then disposed of safely. Um, I was gonna say, well, as,
1: as you know, as you know, it usually runs downhill. So.
0: That's true. And um, look, it's a family show. We're kind of deviating a little away from that at the moment, but that's totally fine. And um, look, something that caught my attention this week, and it's little bits and pieces catch people's attention, but I went into a Japanese restaurant to buy some food on Thursday night. And um, what happened was I noticed that someone... So mind you, today's Sunday. So there's a few... Every time I refer to a day, we've got uh, got to give the listeners context. So I went in and... I noticed a guy in front of me was looking at his watch, and he was about to order. And then he says to the lady, "Oh, I'm so sorry, my watch isn't working." The lady behind the counter looks at him, thinking, "What on earth are you talking about? I need your money, not your watch." And I, I just, it just dawned on me that this guy—he's obviously relying on his watch, and he's left his wallet at home to pay with his
1: watch. Oh, the the internet, not the the online like, yeah. mobile payment system. And
0: I just thought. Dude, you got to go old school, man. Bring in some cash. Well, maybe not cash right now in the COVID times or a card, but he's gone in trying to be fancy with his watch. Guess who's going hungry
1: that night? Not me. Oh, so they didn't allow it because it just didn't work? Well, he had no way to pay for it. Wow. Actually, I had this same conversation with my partner. She used her phone and I said, oh, look, that's pretty cool. She's like, it's so handy. And I said, but end of the day, what if it doesn't work? What if your phone dies or what if the watch doesn't work? You need to have something else. And I actually carry out cash. I remember for the last few years, people say, Why do you have cash? And I always said, Well, you never know when the machine ATM machine doesn't work. Sorry, the card terminal machine doesn't work. Like <laughs> yeah, that's true. What do you do then? Like what I mean, you're gonna do a bartering system? You're gonna go, Hey, I'll offer this uh, these rocks I found in exchange for the food. Like it doesn't work. Yeah, no I mean objects. they've already
0: got a dishwasher, so you can't really wash the dishes to get your uh, Kathu <laughs> curry done, if you know what I'm saying. But um, look, that's what happened to him. And case in point, to to answer your question, that is what happens when you actually can't pay with your device. You just don't eat, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sneak in a second uh, second thing that caught my attention during the week. Been living in Melbourne for a long time, arguably most of my life, and um, going around the botanical gardens. And you know how people talk about running the tan.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've always heard. never ran it, but I've always heard about it. And I I
0: was not going, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, well, I thought I knew what they were talking about too because I thought running the tan was the track inside the botanical gardens. Turns out it's the track around the outside of the botanical gardens. (laughs) And how many kilometers is it? Is it like
1: five, three? Am I completely off?
0: Yeah, Did did you know any
1: of that? I've heard of the tan but and i remember at school we were like oh we're running around the tan and i used to go yes i know exactly back then i didn't even know what it was i just said yep oh cool uh but i thought it was like five kilometers you know close to our cross-country runs that we used distance to do. wise
0: yeah i think you're uh, i think you're right um look i'll be honest but the with actual you, tr- track itself it.
1: like,
0: yeah <laughs> <I> definitely <laughs> oh you're one it. of
1: those guys cross-country run walk
0: i walked it but i had a mask on and there's a lot of people not having the mask on um but you know what I'm too young to be bitter, so they can do what they want as long as we keep those case numbers down.
1: Yeah, so are you talking about are you talking about those people where they, they, they're supposedly running, but they're kind of just bored, pretty much walking, but their mask is <laughs> down, so it looks yeah. like they're hurting. It? Yeah. And, just because just you're ca- sweating does not mean you are running. <laughs> yeah, or, or where they're kind of like literally almost jumping on the spot and moving at such a pace that you could crawl faster than them, but their mask is down. Those guys. <laughs> and gal um it's it's everyone everyone's doing it but look
0: you know what i try and turn a blind eye now because uh, i just don't want to be one of those people but i don't endorse it cover the whole face now did you want to move on to the next section
1: yeah so usually this is uh something that annoys us this uh this week and in fact i actually did get annoyed by a couple of things this week but i'll let you go first <laughs> what, what did you find annoying this week Okay, so I went down to The
0: Hive, which is a local sort of shopping center in Abbotsford. And uh, one of the things there is the Woolworths and Aldi, but Woolworths is pretty popular. Went up to the Woolworths, went and did some shopping, and then I ended up coming out and I needed to sanitize my hands. And I walk over to the little pump action um, sanitizer and I notice it's just covered in muddy handprints and dirt and grime. And I just thought... Is it safer for me not to use that or should I just use it knowing my hands are going to get dirty on the way in, but clean on the way out? I ended up uh. using it, but I sort of I sort of pushed down on the little uh, dispenser, kind of with my pinky <laughs> in the in the cleanest spot. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I just thought this thing is here. Everyone needs to use it. Who's actually in here trying to monitor and maintain this whole situation? Um, because whoever it is, they're not doing a good job. And that was, uh, that was something that I just found a little grimy this week.
1: I've noticed that in a lot of the, yeah, the public, let's call it a public uh, sanitizing stations or places. And you kind of think, and I kind of do that on the willies on the way, and I always kind of squirt, you know, squirt the uh, little bottle. I think how many people have touched this? And technically, am my hands getting, like you said, dirtier before I'm even cleaning myself? And is it worth even getting through that process? But it kind of reminds me sometimes whenever you have to go to certain areas, you think it's dirty, you end up using like, like corner of your like hand, a pinky, or you just feel really interesting. <laughs> time. You're almost like committing. Like you're trying to do yoga, just trying to get this stuff done. Like which is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> what if,
0: what about some situations where um, you go into the bathroom and maybe there's not a hand dryer, maybe it's broken, so you clearly need to use um, you need to use some hand towel. And then you're going yeah. towards the door, but it involves you getting your hand dirty.
1: Yes, and While you're yes.
0: opening the door, what's your strategy there? What's your approach there? So I think it, everyone, male or female can relate to this situation
1: 100 uh, percent. so back in the workplace because that was m- one of the more frequent places you would go like let's just call yeah, it sure. v- v- visit um, OCD, the ocd
0: to- listeners right now are just go they're all over this they've probably got yeah like a road map they want to send into us right now but you go on, go on.
1: They, i was saying they probably got like a little toolkit that they take <laughs> around everywhere just to prepare for the situation right <laughs> it's like they're, they're prepared no trust me there's some people i know that um are really particular about this they, they are prepared they got gloves. they got literally <laughs> that this that this is like pre-COVID, they were already prepared. So what I had to do was I kind of worked out that I could kind of um stretch for where you get the um you know the paper towel, let's call it, or the tissue, and kind of open the door initially and then put my foot between the uh the door <laughs> that's definitely think- in my toolkit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so then I kind of I'm, I'm like fully stretched across. I'm doing like the <laughs> splits, but I can kind of grab the paper towel while I've left the door open and then kind of allow me to like clean my hand and then kind of use my elbow, knock it open, yeah, and then walk through. So if anyone yeah. sees but me walking... While, while you
0: can um Kobe Bryant the the, the rolled-up tissue yeah, into the bin that, on the way out. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's probably how I've kept pre- uh, practice basketball for many years was kind of like on the way you walk out, close it, and then you just throw it, and you're like, Kobe, except you can't really say it anymore.
0: Rest in peace, well, Kobe. I think you yeah, <laughs> can as a sign of respect towards him. But yeah,
1: everyone's yeah. done
0: that walking out. Um, <laughs> 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 Sorry, go, go on, go on. I'll tell you No, about no, no.
1: Though. So... I'm, No, no, I'm just saying, yeah. So basically, yeah, without fail, it's funny you bring that up because I'm always taking that little shot while kind of doing the splits. So if anyone walks past the bathroom, like what is Tony doing? Stumbling out of the bathroom, you know, cheering that he seemed to make a shot. They probably got the (laughs) wrong idea completely with that. Uh, And so that's kind of what I do there. It's very difficult though when you go into like a public bathroom or some new bathroom, you kind of think, it's like those problem solving games. It's like, how do I get out of here without, you know, um, ruining my hands, it, it's like a little puzzle, which I quite enjoy, as we've talked about before a bit of problem solving, a bit of puzzles. So, but uh, they're much, much more difficult because, yeah, you know, because the other That's thing is you're closing think about other-
0: hydraulic door in that situation is definitely your friend,
1: yeah. But what if you have a door where you got like a dodgy lock or it looks like the door is just dirty itself and there's no way to actually you're kind of because one time I tried to push a door from above the, the knob and it was kind of already a little bit broken. So, I thought I might even get a splint in my finger which I think, didn't Weird. think was worth it.
0: <laughs> what sort, sort of want toilet to go to with... are you going into? That sounds like a bush dunny, if I ever <laughs> heard one. You know, the ones you can fall into when you go camping, that just, oh, there's, it's just a big <laughs> hole. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but for anyone well, that is, I, doesn't I, like a toilet, those will scare the absolute hell out of you.
1: Uh, well, as, as you as you alluded to many weeks ago, you never envisioned me camping. So no, I have not seen one of those. That's true. <laughs> And um, look, so- that's toilet talk, everyone. So I don't know if you wanted to finish up on a nice
0: point there, um, but you're, you're more than welcome to, Tony. No, no, no. That's all. I want to hear what your
1: strategy was. It different to what I do. No, that was pretty good. Doing aerobics.
0: That was pretty Yeah, it involves like the the leg stretch, hold the door open, and sort of angle closer, and add as as a courtesy to the cleaner, um, do a Kobe into the into the waste paper yeah, basket. Um, make right. sure you get it in. I've got pretty good accuracy on that. Let's go eighty percent accuracy. Um, but that's essentially it. You should play for the NBA with that accuracy. Oh, yeah. Look, I've probably, I don't think they let me in, to be honest, but um, look, that's toilet talk. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, if you haven't actually switched off by now. Much appreciated. <laughs>
1: Something we all relate to, but uh, no, no, it's 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 definitely uh, valid. Um, so now for the ne- next part, generally, you know, have you found anything interesting uh, through social media, anything you read or you saw or sent to you?
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's um. There is something that I saw this week which I thought was pretty interesting. So it is in the we're in the COVID times, and there's lots of different. We were just discussing before people wearing their masks halfway down, and then there's people not wearing their masks at all. Now, this isn't actually my story, but have you seen just this weekend the whole uh, anti-mask protests that happened in Elwood Uh, yesterday? Yeah, Um, Elwood,
1: Elfwick Park.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's not so much the protests, it's the um, scurrying away like rats through the laneways (laughs) and they've got like the drone footage of these people running away. I'm thinking, am I watching like um, a real life version of Grand Theft Auto here or something? That's what it looked like
1: because of that drone, right? Because it used to be top down when you were like running around. (laughs)
0: It's got them just going in every direction towards the beach, towards laneways, through people's properties. Like, what is <laughs> what is happening here? And I mean, what, how do you decide to be part of that gang? You know, that, well, that group okay. of people that says, I'm going to park 10 minutes away from the CBD so that when the call comes through to my little bat phone, I'm going to scurry over there. We're going to put up a protest. It's going to be dispersed pretty much instantly because the cops will show up and they're all over it. And then we're going to scurry away like little rats. And guess what? We made our points. We made our points.
1: The funny, the funny thing is, as you said, they were running to the beach, and I think the footage showed that when they ran to the beach, the actual amount of people sitting at the beach were were more than the actual people at the, <laughs> the protest.
0: <laughs> like, they tried like, to what? blend. They tried to blend in, but they're like they've got full like pants on and all this
1: stuff, and, then, and they went, like um, full yeah. gas masks and stuff to kind of look like uh, I don't know anarchists or whatever. they I mean, the funny thing is the way that's come out is it's almost like we're just it's there for entertainment purposes, like throughout Saturday rather than the photos are pushing the their best. point. The
0: footage is always the best. It's the most, the most cliche photos or footage of people you could imagine in those protests.
1: <laughs> and I, I remember one guy was running and then basically the, the guy, the, the police um, on the horse just pretty much just followed him. And I'm like, I don't think you can outrun a horse. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, right. I, don't and I don't, I don't think these guys are like super athletes, you know, like that have been training for this to like run away or it was even part of their process, but you're right. How does one even join it? I, I I don't want to join it and I really have no interest, but I'm more curious. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think they get sucked in somehow or watch uh, too much American um, TV. I'm not too sure. But um, look, what I saw this week was, uh, I think I saw it linked through on Reddit. seems to be a bit of a go-to source, but I've linked through to a CNN article that covers it off. Indonesians call without a mask forced to dig graves for COVID-19 victims. That's the
1: title of the article from CNN. Uh... Have you come across this at all? I think I might have read the title. I didn't read the article, but I think I, I think I might have seen something similar. Or maybe it was another country. So look,
0: reading directly from the article, um, villagers who refuse to wear masks are being forced to dig graves for victims of COVID-19 by local authorities in one part of rural Indonesia. Three middle-aged men and five minors in Serm District of Kresik Regency, East Java, were given the unique punishment on September the 9th. Though mask wearing is mandatory in public throughout Indonesia, there has been a vocal segment of the population that have been reluctant to wear masks and practice social distancing. So that's pretty much being forced to dig graves um for not wearing a mask. So those people getting busted in Alwood yesterday. That, could you imagine if that was the punishment? Um I thought that was pretty interesting. That caught my my attention. And I'm thinking, what would you what what could we do over here to impose punishment? Well, I was gonna on people? say
1: it's a very unique type of punishment. I mean, that judge must have been very creative or whoever came up with this idea, or maybe the police department. Um, I don't know, what. what's something that, I mean, what would you want? I feel like whatever they do, we should be able to watch them do. Like, I feel like that should be part of the punishment just to add to the amusement. It's funny
0: you should mention that because in uh, Jakarta um, earlier this month, a man there was required to sit in a coffin in public after being caught not wearing a mask. So, he's lying there. Essentially, he's got his arms folded over in a, in a cross shape um, over his chest. He's lying yep. there and then everyone's just walking up and taking photos of him. So, that's public <laughs> humiliation. Um, it's almost like getting stuck in the corner, but public humiliation at the same time. So, to your point, there's there's an example of being watched um, and that, getting that, punished that, at the same time.
1: That reminds me of the, um, you know, the, in the medieval times, you had the person that would be like stuck in the gallows and then people could throw fruit at him. Did you ever <laughs> see that Not or cool. study that?
0: Not cool. Yeah, uh, yeah no, no. I, I definitely know of that. Um, that's pretty public shaming, and it's also, I think, a pretty big waste of um, fruit and produce. To be honest with you, but um, what did you see in? Uh, what did you catch in uh, social media this this week?
1: Uh, so this week I actually saw um, two two interesting things. Uh, firstly, as you know, you know TikTok. Uh, I to, do. Uh, you know,
0: Absolutely, I, I know all of the controversy that's happening with. Um, You know, China and US and Oracle and uh, Microsoft losing the bid on purchasing them and all that sort of thing. But that's the extent of what I know.
1: Yep, yep. So, I mean, to your point, I mean, before I say what I saw, uh, at the the high level, you know, for people that didn't know that uh, TikTok got banned uh, yesterday uh, to be down in 48 hours so it could no longer be downloaded. But now as so you said it's officially banned now
0: because it's on the cards for a bit but it's actually banned now.
1: It was banned with 48 hours to go from yesterday unless there's a last minute deal that gets approved by uh the wow. president Trump himself. Wow. Uh but now as you mentioned Oracle apparently has come to it and apparently from 3 hours ago uh that ticked, uh, he's actually he's he's uh, not against Oracle being involved to purchase it. So, you know, s- stay tuned for that. But what I actually saw was this uh Let's call it unique trend. You know how like on social media, like I don't know if you remember Vine and you know on Instagram they always have these like random little challenges. Like back in the day, you know, had like the ice bucket challenge and you yeah, had like yeah. the um you had the cinnamon challenge and like the pepper challenge and all these kind of challenges. You go, look, they're a bit out there, but okay, you know, they're amusing. But this one that's lately come about, I don't know if you've seen it, is uh actually filing your teeth challenge. Right. Okay. Continue. So what's what some visual for me? <laughs> So basically, you're these people are so getting a nail filer, or I don't know if there is a teeth filer, because like I said, I'm not too well versed in this, and, and effectively filing the teeth to keep them straight, um, and that's now what's been trending on TikTok. And naturally, you think straight away, how, A, is that even possible? Yes. But B, is that even safe? No. <laughs> um, and are they even thinking about the long-term dental health? no these things aren't growing uh, back people <laughs> these things yeah that's the back. thing they don't realize but i mean it's just a uh it's just like can you imagine like just filing i mean some people so, you so they're like
0: beavers it. but not just the front <laughs> two teeth across the whole top of the mouth and potentially across bottom the, from what you're telling me
1: pretty much the whole teeth to to keep them straight but uh, yeah it's just uh it's trending which you think that is one of the most ridiculous things that you could ever uh you could ever see and you think why are they doing this but clearly like yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as you as you could imagine with a lot of people that use tiktok they're not really thinking long term anyway are they so that was something that was quite interesting and also uh quite shocking because like i said who would want to be doing all that so and then the second thing i saw and this one i'll keep a little bit more general but i saw a footage and this was from a uh a un meeting last year but uh so basically uh one Uh, country was just talking about something particular about the other country. And then, so like I said, I won't name the countries or anything they were talking about, but the one country was talking about something. And then all of a sudden you hear this banging, banging sound and you think, well, what is that? And all of a sudden that other country, the second country that the first one was speaking about was actually trying to get attention. And they said, yes. And they said, "Uh, could the speaker please not allow the first country to make those comments and to take them back? And then the and then the, the person goes, no, 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 they can continue. So then the first country starts talking again, and then you hear mm. banging again on, on the on the uh, on the table. Remember, this is a UN meeting with all the countries. Right?
0: So, like this is some primitive um sort of method to get attention in a UN yes. meeting environment.
1: Okay, cool. yes, yes. 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 Yeah. Cool yeah. 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 Yeah, just just banging away and they said, <laughs> Yeah, it's yes. like foot stomping, no, banging, yeah, get yeah. gone. And then literally goes, can the first country please stop making these comments? And could the speaker please prevent them from allowing so? Or whatever the, the head is. And then they said, no, please continue. And another country chimes in. No, no, they can continue. And then, and then the third time, keeps keeps banging, but then they just ignore them. And I thought I, I thought that was amazing. Like how ridiculous is it? Like at this such high level, talking about world issues and everything going on, that's their approach to uh, to A, get attention, but also to rebut things being said. I mean, can you imagine like, you're in like a work setting or something professional in in a meeting, and you're just like, oh, start just banging on the thing to get attention. Oh, yeah, could you please uh, not make those comments? And then just keep continue banging. Like I thought it. Yeah, just, that's uh, some straight
0: out of the office, mate. Michael Scott, all the way. <laughs> so that sort of math, that sort of technique, I reckon. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I thought I thought
1: it was just ridiculous, but it definitely caught
0: my attention with it. We're in spring now, and I also saw um a couple of uh, videos this week. Have you seen a video where this guy on the footy field is getting attacked by a magpie? No. He's just getting swooped over and over. It's totally singled out by this magpie. Um, There's a whole field, footy field going on, and the people recording it are just like having a field day. It's actually quite dangerous, but this magpie just... it Actually, he has to leave the game, this footy player, because he's just getting constantly followed by this magpie... Um, people are trying to help him um, and you know, trying <laughs> to shepherd him. He he just, he has to run it down at the tunnel to get out off the field. And um, it's hard to recreate that whole visual over audio, but that's essentially what happens. And it's, it's very funny, but also sad and a warning to all of us to look out for what's happening above us. Um, I think another article I saw was look out coming in six o'clock because <laughs> that's pretty much where they come from right behind anyways, magpies, scare the absolute
1: heck out of me yeah yeah i remember you've mentioned it several times and is it true they get attracted to shiny objects like was the guy wearing any kind of shiny no you
0: just i don't
1: know i didn't even pick up on that that
0: part i don't know but look just watch out for them is all i'm kind of say trying to say but anyways, that's that's my little <laughs> jumping in there at the end with my little uh No, that's all right as long as it maybe one handbite. make
1: probably drop pheromones on them or something and just Oh like the wasps. Them. Yeah. Like the <laughs> totally. wasps, correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's fascinating. I don't like birds either. Not at all. <laughs> no, not <laughs> no. me either. So for this week, uh the Teddy, um what's something you recommend that we should be trying or that you've tried or want to try? All right, so look,
0: we're going to change the tempo here a bit. Um, this is a technique that comes from uh, a book called Resilient by Rick Hansen. He's a psychologist, does a lot of work in neuroscience, and yep. specifically, the neuroscience is the scientific study of the nervous system, but he's written a book called Resilient, How to Grow an Unshakeable Core of Calm, Strength, and Happiness. So some of the chapters in the book include compassion, mindfulness, grit, gratitude, motivation, etc. Yep. And uh, one of the techniques that's in there, which I think is pretty cool, and uh, it could be a little on the deep side, but stick with me, stick with me. No, no, no um,
1: I, I'm with you all the way.
0: <laughs> I, I know, I know. I think I was actually just talking to anyone out there that might be listening, which is a pretty limited number. But um, look, that's cool. And by the way, if you like what you're hearing, leave a review on your podcast app. But um, look, the technique he talks about from the chapter of compassion and compassion's a lot of it's about, you know, self-care, having compassion for yourself and others, because having compassion for yourself leads to a greater ability to care about others in the long run, you know, overcoming that inner critic where you sort of, you know, constantly putting yourself down and you know judging yourself, that sort of thing. And he doesn't just give tropes and stories, but he gives a lot of practical techniques, which I reckon is pretty cool. And a lot of it's ultimately designed to give you techniques to hardwire happiness, positivity, confidence, et cetera. I like that. Um, You know, you don't have to be happy all the time, but if there's different ways that you can actually have your own techniques to build upon those, um, you know, end states of emotion, I think that's pretty cool. But one of the techniques he provides is called the HEAL process. And it stands for, it's basically an acronym. So H is have an experience, E is enrich the experience, and A is absorb the experience. Al is link the experience. So you got to stick with me here while I kind of step you through it.
1: It's a good acronym, HEAL. Yeah.
0: HEAL. It's, it is a good one because it's yeah. what we're trying to do, right?
1: Correct, <laughs> and feel correct. free
0: to jump in with any questions as I move through it. So it does involve creating a scenario and sort of closing your eyes, a bit of a meditative state. You might want to take some of the notes before you get into it so that you know what you need to think through but it's where you essentially take a negative experience so you know some there might be a meeting at work where you didn't get to speak up your own idea and you sort of judge yourself for it or another time where maybe someone spoke over you for example and you judge yourself on not being able to you know maybe stick up, up for yourself something like yeah. that yeah. any sort of negative experience so that's the that's what you need to have that in mind to start with and then I'm going to take you to the start of the journey so h come up with a positive experience where you're basically on your own side um, where you supported yourself and you know that you're the best you could be in that situation. And it might be something that you've actually done, or it might be something that you sort of create in your own mind. That's have an experience. Now put that in your own mind and enrich it. So that's the next step. Enrich the experience, you know, add things like color, feel the emotions, um, feel the moment where you actually had that particular experience. A is the next step, absorb. So absorb it into your being. You sort of feel it coming down into your mind, into your basically into your soul. And you kind of receive it into yourself with warmth and support and encouragement for yourself. So now you've got this uh, positive experience sort of circulating in your mind. Um, it's it's at the forefront. You're kind of feeling it in your core and in your being. And then you move into the link step. This is where you keep that positive experience at the front of your mind. Um, you know, it's the uh, it's the ever prevailing thought that you've got in your mind, but you bring that negative experience kind of, you know, kind of there, kind of alongside, but not overwhelming so that it's overtaking your emotions and all that sort of stuff, and then you link up the two by keep experiencing that positive um, experience, and then linking the two by visualizing and feeling that positive experience travel into the negative experience, so that ultimately, when you have the negative experience next time, it's it's kind of linked directly to this positive experience and so the power it within it. The power within it becomes a lot smaller. It is a bit of a process and I've skimmed over it very lightly. Um, I'd recommend having a look at the actual book, audio book also yep. by Rick Hansen, psychologist. Um, it's a bit, He's done a lot of bestselling books, but this is just one little technique that I took away from that book I think is pretty cool. It can be applied to a lot of situations where you come up with anything negative and you take yourself through a process of kind of linking something a lot more positive to overpowering that. It does involve a lot of um, imagery, a lot of imagination. You know, You do need to close your eyes and go through the process. Um, but it ultimately pushes that negative experience to the background so that it's overshadowed by this new positive experience that we've all ultimately felt before. um because quite often you can be your own worst critic. Um, and I think you could, a lot of it. people
1: can relate to that, right? Definitely. And uh, yeah, no, so what you've said, that technique, I think the hardest part, uh, just talking from my side and maybe other people too, is is actually when you're thinking that negative situation or experience is even being able to move from even think positively at all. That's probably the hardest thing. Initially. It's hard to do
0: it. It's definitely hard to do it in the moment. And that's why it's yep. a bit of a practice where you need to go away and actually dedicate some time to. Um and it look it is it is a process because quite often you'll be just the the negative thing will be overpowering your mind. But it, it is a process of ensuring and going through those steps so that this positive thing is overpowering it. And um I might have mentioned it to you in the past, but there's a pretty well-known um quote, I can't remember who I think it's it's one of those ones where Mark Twain might be sort of coined as saying it, but um, it, yeah. it's out there in the world. But it's along the lines of um, if you treated other people the way you treated yourself, you would have no friends. And it's so yeah. that's what this process yeah. is. It's uh, what this process is about. It's about sort of having compassion for yourself, and you know, just linking up the positive to the negative. Um, and that's why I love this guy and the stuff that he puts out there because it's a lot of techniques rather than just stories and, um, you know, feel-good bits of information. So that's my little sharing technique that I wanted to send your way and send to the way of the listeners. It might have gotten a little lost in translation there, but I think, um, you know, the over, overall sort of essence of what I was trying to get across came across hopefully.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely did. And the steps are pretty clear. Like we said, it's something we just got to practice. And it's probably not something where you do it one time and suddenly everything's amazing because it's always a process and it's a journey and it's getting into that. And the way I was visualizing it when you're explaining the steps was when you have your negative situation and then you, you spin it to think of the positive. So it's kind of like you're drawing a black and white picture. Then you start filling it out with color and the rest of it, the background, you know, you feel the ambience. So you're kind of making it like a real like a real life.
0: Absolutely. Thing. So you're actually feeling it. You're, de- you're definitely yeah. feeling it. It's not just saying it. Um, and it's, so the first three steps are sort of allowing it to be born, the thought, and then growing it, making it real, having it sort of absorb into your body, which is the A, third step in heal. And then the linkage is just allowing that, uh, that negative thing to be there, but then ultimately allow the positive thing to sort of massage into that negative thing, absorb its way in there so that next time when you have your and bad thought whatever it is um automatically that pops up alongside it is this positive experience where you know in the past you've had the strength or the sort of technique or power to overcome it um it's it's kind of a pavlovian sort of conditioning almost where it links up the two things in your mind and it's just a little technique i thought i'd share with everyone so thanks for listening
1: no that's that's, that's great i think a lot of people are going to find that uh very useful. Um, uh, it's it's good that you brought that up because what I was gonna talk about, oh, just quickly before I talk about that, remember last week I was talking about naps? So oh, I, yeah. I did bro- <laughs>
0: yeah. You've been sleeping all week. <laughs> oh man, I've been practicing all yeah. week. <laughs> I've been um, I've been having a few little naps here and there as well, but just just quick ones. I mean 15 minutes or something like that. And it's it's yeah, always yeah. sort of sitting in my chair with maybe um just some music playing in the background.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. So what I, I tried different things. Um first of all, I did manage to try one 90 minute nap. Uh, which, it, I mean, I don't know. Does it count as a nap if you've woken up, you've got out of bed, but then you you know do one thing and then go back and then you nap? Like, is that a nap still? Or is that counted as sleep? Like if you've broken it up? That I don't know. Bed? I think it, I think it's to
0: do with the, I think that can, counts as the nap, but I think it depends on the time as well. Arguably Probably. 90 minutes after you've had the big session, which is the, say, four or five hours from whenever you wake up. Yeah. Arguably, that's just a continuation of the one big sleep. Maybe you need a bit more of a gap in there, but also maybe that 90 minutes, if it became 25 minutes, maybe it becomes a nap.
1: Yeah, no, that's... thought. for thought. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I did one of them, but I did do a lot of the 30-minute naps. Like I tried to do the, you know, 26 was the sweet spot. So basically, you know, what I did was I tried one with the coffee, but for me, that didn't really work because I feel like the placebo of coffee, because I love the taste. I drink it. I feel good. So that does not get me sleepy. Um, but then definitely, uh, lying there, trying that, um, I can't remember the, 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 military position where you're kind of sleeping on your side. Like that definitely helps because you don't fidget. Cause I fidget a lot where you're lying on your side. So that worked. I did put on sleep music where basically I just, um, would a sleep playlist, literally called sleep. And it's very slow, calming music. Hmm. So that worked, but I definitely found that 20, 20 to 30 minutes was it. That to me was a sweet spot for naps. There was one that was 45 and that. Very, very sluggish, shruggy, very sluggish afterwards. So yeah, no, I'm going to keep trying it. So I'll, yeah. keep, I'll keep reporting. I think the 25 um, minute thing
0: is a, is a known time frame. So I think there's yeah. a lot of research out there that says 25 is sort of where you want it to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even if you wake up, if you sec- literally just open your eyes and step out, you feel refreshed. It, it's actually great. Totally. Um, totally. So, uh, but this week, um, it's actually a little bit similar to yours, but um, I guess not as, uh, you haven't deep, got other works
0: from Rick Hansen, do you?
1: No, no, actually, first time time I've heard him, Uh, I've got someone from Mick Hansen, no, his brother, no, the, um, what I, something that happened this week was uh, I had a very kind of busy, long week, and then the other day, I just kind of sat on the couch, and I remember just sitting there, and I didn't have my, I wasn't on my phone, I wasn't watching the TV, nothing was on, and my partner was next to me, and then she was like, oh, are you all right, I said, no, I'm actually good, I'm like, this is the first kind of 20 minutes, I've just sat here, and it's just silent and it's just really nice because it's just been that kind of week where one thing after another, after another. And it's one of those things where when you, you know, when sometimes you think, oh, I've got a few hours, you know, spare, I'm going to do something. And you end up just filling it up with lots of different things, like of all kinds. Sometimes it's, you know, making a call. Sometimes it's, you know, hanging out. It could be anything. Mm. Um, but this, I just sat there and then I started thinking about, this is actually really nice. Something I don't really do ever uh, is silence. What did, what did you do in the in that time? I literally sat there and this might sound ridiculous. I actually closed my eyes. I was kind of looking at the wall slash closing my eyes and I was just thinking of nothing at all. Like I was just, and it was just silence because my mom was doing something else. And I thought this is something I want to probably do a little bit more of and something maybe we just don't do enough where, you know, in the time of, you know, the fact is like with, uh, you know, the phones and the social media and something I've alluded to before where my screen time has just skyrocketed. Just being able to sit there silently, I think, it just kind of slows things and it makes you feel a lot more like calm. But not only that, you can start actually thinking about things and start thinking about things you didn't realize you should be thinking about, as weird as that might sound. Because sometimes if you're caught up doing one thing after another, you sometimes lose track of certain things. So when you want to think about what you want to do in the future, what you want to plan, you know, things like that, this uh this silence, it really helps. So you think how, how do you how do you do it? Like how do you do it every day? Like and I think you have to start small. And it's not saying you need to meditate or anything, but you know basically you know turning off your devices straight off is probably the best thing you know put an alarm on maybe for 15 minutes time go to a different spot i think that's key if you're kind of sitting in the same spot where you do lots of other different things that you can't you're you're like similar to what you're saying you're conditioning your brain the pavlovian conditioning you're talking about before so if you kind of train your brain that if you go to a certain spot and you kind of it resonates or relates to um you know this different thing you're about to do your brain eventually when you go to that spot it's almost going to take effect straight away so so basically like you just sit there nothing there and just kind of think about you know like what are you what are you feeling like what are you actually feeling and actually kind of saying it out loud in your head you're like oh today i'm I'm feeling good I went for a walk or today I'm feeling this or today I missed this person maybe I should message him or do something so basically you're just creating your silent space and and then there's kind of like a lot of um there's a lot more research on it and a lot of actually practicalities and benefits from practicing silence. Not only is it just calming for yourself and being able to be introspective, but even in a professional setting, being silent can help in a lot of different ways. Cuz you know, they sometimes they say like, you know, there's the power of silence. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard that before.
0: I have, uh, but in different in different contexts, like a, a few different contexts. No, man, I'll keep yeah. keep going. I'm digging what you're putting down here. And I'll, I'll add to it in a moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's really good. I mean, and the thing is, even in professionally, as I said, but also in, in personal relationships, like, you know, with silence, you know, where you can, and like there's a really good quote by, by Da Vinci where it says, uh, nothing strengthens authority so much as silence, you know, because it, it, it's kind of like, you know, if you want to build effective relationships, you know, you build trust. To build trust, you just listen. Let the other person speak. How often do you talk to someone? Oh, man. They're just Up constantly here. talking at you. So you know you don't always do the talking. You let them listen. Uh, sometimes if you use too many words, you can't emphasize a point. So just silence a few words. You can actually be heard. Uh, something which I've yet to try, but I've always seen in movies is negotiating in silence. Have you ever seen a movie where... Negotiating silence. The... Okay, I like that. Basically, someone's just doing all the talking and you just don't say anything. Don't answer immediately. You know, actually kind of like sit there still. And I think because sometimes that make the other person um, uncomfortable because something as well... I don't know about you, but you talk to people, like some people, you say, hey, you should just sit there and be silent. They're uncomfortable with it. Absolutely. Like there's definitely
0: been some times when I, I feel comfortable with uh, pure silence. But um, no, it's pretty powerful. There's a lot of, um, a lot of power in, in silence as well. And there's Simon and Garfunkel, um, The Sounds of Silence, which oh, is actually about a nice to- song I- as well.
1: It's actually a great song.
0: Serious note, though, on um on the, the moments of just sitting there in that state you were talking about before. It's interesting because when we first got into COVID, I listened to a podcast, I think it was on ABC, uh, one of the podcasts that ABC Australia put out, and it was about daydreaming. And I was listening to it thinking, this is pretty interesting. And just it was talking about the benefits people get when you literally just sit there and stare at a window, almost like daydreaming. But daydreaming kind of has, a, it can have a bit of a negative connotation. So we don't really have a word for the productive aspects of daydreaming and what comes from it over here. But the Scandinavians do. I can't remember exactly what country it's from, but um, maybe maybe it's maybe it's just general Scandinavian, all of them. But it's, it's definitely a Scandinavian word. It's called nexen. I don't know the exact spelling, but that's how it's pronounced. Um, and it's yep. the state your mind is in when you're not sleeping, you're not quite awake, but you're in that sort of daydreamy state and kind of switching off, but allowing all this creativity to come forth as well. So yeah, not crazy what you're saying at all before. Um, it's definitely been something that I've come across just recently in the last six months or so, but haven't really given it much thought before, but it, it does allow the mind to do something that I think is pretty needed, especially now with, with we're so busy and all.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And I just think back to many years ago when we were much younger, like you'd go you come from school, go to your room, but you wouldn't have be bombarded with internet, social media, and totally. the like. And I can't even remember using my phone. But now it's like, can you imagine or asking people, "Hey, how about you just turn your phone off at five o'clock and don't look at it for the rest of the night?" How many people would be doing that? Switch,
0: switching off is is one of the hardest things to do. I mean, it's quite often I'll be I'll be sitting there watching TV and playing on my phone at the same time. Yeah. Now i these little yeah. uh, these little fidget toys, um, you know, kind of like the fidget spinner. But it's, yep, yep. I used to think it was just those stupid little toys, but it That's does allow you yeah. to put your phone down. Um, you've got to put it out of sight. And then you, for whatever reason, your mind just needs something with your hand to sort of you know fidget, spin around, flicking a pen, that kind of thing. It's a really weird thing. But um, yeah, these little fidget toys are something I've gotten into kind of recently and they're good especially funnily enough even watching tv you think that's enough stimulation but i'm I'm still playing on my phone i don't know what it is i don't know what it is about me but uh now with these little fidget toys fidget spinner there's lots of different things you can get out there um i can just you know focus on the one thing which i think is pretty cool
1: no that's really good and that's um that's something i realized too like i'm watching a tv show and once again i'm comparing to years ago where you'd like watch a tv show and you'd be fully vested in it and you're just watching it and now it feels like you need to do three different things at the same time just to keep the same amount of stimuli. I really don't know why or what. Maybe I think that's something I'm going to look into because to me, I don't understand why at all. I have no idea. I reckon there's a, I reckon there's a uh, little handy
0: bit from Tony in the ne- up and coming weeks on that one because, yeah, the mind definitely does need to keep on doing something, be stimulated. And uh, there'd be an evolutionary reason for that. Um, but now that we've got so many things that allows us to have our attention diverted to yeah. um, the, the whole attention diverting thing is definitely an evolutionary thing because quite often you need, you know, historically our species has needed to have our attention all over the place to survive, right? Is something coming at me? Can I get food here and there? Correct. But as we've been given all these new tools to play with, you could argue our minds, um, you know, taking taking that evolutionary advancement on board in a unproductive way. Um, in a way that's maybe not helping us as much, but I'm going to park that thought there, um, mm-hmm. and that might be something we can revisit. Uh, we might we might even have it as our own little sharing, but on different levels in the the up and coming weeks.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely. That is definitely something that opens up a whole new conversation where I've got many thoughts on the matter. So let's, let's park it. Whole new conversation, but an everyday conversation. And uh, that brings us to the end of the show. (laughs) Nice little
0: segue there. Um, That brings us to the end of the show. And uh, look, I've had a good time. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. What are your little, uh, what's your little feedback on the week or something that we can take away for the rest of the week?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I always love coming, love speaking, time just zooms by uh one quote i really really liked i saw and you might have heard it before it was every morning we are born again and what we do today is what matters most and it's from buddha i like that i like
0: that the great man himself um the great man himself very true that is very true it it kind of it's not nowhere near as profound and i think i saw it on someone's instagram page um (laughs) seriously i know it's it's crazy but it, it made me think i just thought i think the quote was every Monday or something along the lines of Mondays are one-seventh of your life or something along those lines. And the whole point behind it was don't be wasting those Mondays or don't treat Monday as a throwaway because it's such a significant part of your life. And it's kind of had me looking at Mondays a little differently since I saw that quote.
1: Yeah, no, especially because generally, you know, a lot of people resonate with dreading about Monday and just wanting Monday to pass and just doing anything to get it over. I've done such a bad job of selling it, but yeah, that's exactly
0: the whole point of that. Most yeah, people yeah. think Mondays is so bad, but guess what? It's one-seventh of your life. Take advantage of it, which kind of links to the the Buddha quote that you just put out there.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. It, it, that's so relevant.
0: I love it. And uh, look, that brings us to the end of another uh, another episode, episode seven, I believe. We're doing good. We're doing good. We're remaining consistent.
1: We're, and we're still here. thankfully
0: um but what we do need if anyone enjoys listening to the show please jump onto itunes or your podcast app that you're listening to us on right now leave a nice little review for us um if you don't like what you're hearing maybe just you know don't listen again but yeah look (laughs) if you could go on there and leave a review that would be awesome thanks a lot guys my name is teddy with me is tony and we're tuning out now